Welcome back, Human Rights Defenders, to the official Justice Upheld podcast. My name is Russell Turner from justiceupheld.org.uk. And wherever you are in the world listening to this, I hope we find you well. You're listening to episode 2 of series 1. And it's safe to say, when we met last time, that we had none of the gear and no idea. Well, this time we've got all the gear and at least half an idea. So, let's see what difference that makes. So, I've got a lot to share with you for this episode. I'm going to be talking about some of the cases we've been dealing with over the last four weeks. And then in part two, we're going to be hearing from Lara, who you will probably remember from episode one who spoke to the brother of a blasphemy victim called Nadim Samson in Pakistan. Lara is a trained lawyer on our team and a writer and human rights activist and she's going to be talking to a remarkable young lady who we are thrilled to have joining us on the team here at Justice Upheld. Her name is Palak. She's soon to be a lawyer She's a human rights advocate and a great writer, very well researched, always does her homework and she's very enthusiastic, actually came to our attention through a writing competition that we held in conjunction with Delhi University. Uh, She won the competition and her writing stood out so much we approached her and asked her to become part of the team and we're thrilled that she said yes. Not only that, but she's already started writing for us, which is great. And you can read her work right now at justiceupheld.org.uk and Palak and Lara are going to be having a very important discussion about mental health and how it pertains to human rights. And thankfully, where I'm recording this from in the United Kingdom, We have seen a lot of press attention for mental health over the last, say, five years, which is excellent because it's going to play a big part in breaking down the stigmas and encouraging people to talk about it. And it's one of the many hidden illnesses out there that people are suffering with every day because it's not as obvious as having a plaster on a broken leg. So... These are hidden things that people suffer with every day and Lara and Palak are sharing a discussion with us that is going to give us um, a lot of information regarding the current state of things and especially what people have been through over the last two and a half years with the pandemic. So there have been the, the lockdowns being one facet of it, the economic hardship, people unable to work and take home a wage to their family to provide food and a roof over their head. And the biggest of all, probably the the fear that people have had for their own health and the health of their loved ones. So the words, a perfect storm, get overused a lot. But that's what it is, really. And if you look at what it's done to the mental health of people worldwide, I'm sure that damaging effects of that perfect storm won't be felt fully for another couple of years. 
Now, I was shocked when I first read this, but children are dying by suicide at younger and younger ages, particularly in the United States of America. Now, the USA is the wealthiest country on earth, but inequality is rampant and the effects of the pandemic are continuing to ravage homes and families. Not only that, but the response of the elected officials around the world has only exacerbated the isolation that these kids are feeling. In 2020, suicide was the second leading cause of death in kids between the ages of 10 and 14. I'll say that again. In 2020, suicide was the second leading cause of death in kids between the ages of 10 and 14, only after accidents or unintentional injuries. Simply put, this means that children are dying by suicide at the same rate that they are dying in car crashes. So the real pandemic is a mental health one. And this is where I hand over to Lara and Palak. are in the world. Uh, welcome to our podcast on mental health run by Justice Upheld, which is a UK registered charity. My name is Lara and I'm a qualified lawyer and I seek truth and I seek the pursuit of human rights. I'm particularly interested in women's rights, the rights of LGBT people and animal rights. And I'm joined by a wonderful co-host. Her name is Palak and I'll let her introduce herself. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. How are you all? I hope everyone is doing great. I am Palak. I am pursuing law and I am in my fourth year right now. I am a human rights advocate. Fantastic. So as I mentioned previously, today's topic is on mental health and we just want to really start a conversation and be part of the dialogue. So feel free to give us any comments and feedback about about what you think. So firstly, I just want to consider the question, what is the percentage of people that are suffering from mental health all over the world? And which age gap or age group is more affected and what is the recovery time for them? Okay, that's a very interesting question. So first of all, uh, let's discuss what is mental health. And uh, mental health actually includes our uh, emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects our daily routine and our daily life. It affects how we think and feel and act as we cope with life. So, mental disorders are serious conditions that can affect your thinking, mood and behavior. And uh, they, they may be occasional or uh, long-lasting and they can affect your ability to relate to others and uh, function each day. So, mental health, mental health disorders are common. And mental illness comprises of two categories actually. Uh, the first one is AMI and the second one is SMI. AMI means any mental illness that can be cured easily and the SMI means serious mental illness. In SMI, you need medical help. You have to visit hospital, you have to see yourself a therapist, you have to start medications. And uh, as you asked me about the percentage, so today nearly 1 billion people live with a mental disorder and 15 to 19 years age group is being more affected by this. 
द मोस्ट कॉमन मेंटल इलनेस इन द वर्ल्ड दैट इज एंजाइटी एंड डिप्रेशन दैट अफेक्ट्स टू एटी फोर मिलियन पीपल एंड टू सिक्सटी फोर मिलियन पीपल रेस्पेक्टिवली सो वेन वी टॉक अबाउट रिकवरी आई थिंक रिकवरी एक्चुअली मीन्स डिफरेंट थिंग्स टू डिफरेंट पीपल सो रिकवरी एक्चुअली मीन्स टू मी लाइक पर्सनल रिकवरी पर्सनल रिकवरी इज अबाउट वर्किंग टूवर्ड समथिंग दैट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट टू यू you may still have mental health symptoms when you are recovered right treatments can often help towards recovery but there are other options that you can try at the same time to help you recover so recovery is a personal journey for me uh, this is something you might be able to do to yourself and also with the support of others what do you think about it lara Oh, I think those are some really interesting insights, and I think, um, yeah, people can improve, and the symptoms can can become ameliorated. But we can, um, we can't always cure it. It really depends on a case by case basis. Yeah. But sometimes we can learn to really manage those symptoms. And thank you for that insight. It was very, very useful, and I think our listeners will agree with that. Yeah, not so many people have asked about numbers. No, I think it's important to understand so we know the gravity of the problem and if we can appreciate the gravity and the magnitude of the problem then maybe people will start to act on it and and get rid of the stigma. So globally how many people commit suicide each year annually from mental illness? It is uh, estimated that uh, mental disorders are attributable to 14.3% of deaths worldwide. uh that also in the age group of 15 to 29 years old uh that is 14.3% is approximately 8 million death is each year and uh, globally mental illness affects more female than male and uh, the suicide actually occurs in low and middle income countries so mental illness was increasing in the world even before the pandemic and during the pandemic there was an increase of 13% so I think more number of suicide have also increased by that. Probably, I think you're probably quite right. So it's quite a significant and staggering problem. So we we can't ignore it. We need to be vocal about it and and try to do something about it. So, um, how much do you think mental health costs the global economy each year in terms of helplines and treatments, etc.? See, treatments can be expensive with the cost of therapies and medications scaling thousands of dollars. and the two most common mental disorder as i already mentioned depression and anxiety cost the global economy approximately 1 trillion us dollars each year and it is expected to grow even more in uh, next 20 years up to 16 trillion us dollars this is some certainly very significant statistics and again it illustrates the gravity of the problem and the fact that we need to be awakened from our apathy and start to actually take proactive steps before it actually gets to the point where we're incurring such a significant burden on the healthcare system. So if we can actually work with people uh you know before it becomes such a huge problem that would be great. So why do you think mental health takes place and what is the problem? How is the problem spreading and growing rapidly everywhere and at what age does the problem usually start? see as i already mentioned what actually is mental health and how it affects our daily life and our daily routine and uh, how it affects our communication with people so mental health health is the foundation of communication emotion confidence self self confidence and mental health is also a key to a healthy relationship with people with ourselves and with society 
so many people who have mental illness do not talk about it having a mental health condition is nothing to be ashamed of it is just like a medical condition just like heart disease and diabetes and is also treatable like other diseases so uh, you see mental illness uh, does not discriminate it can affect anyone regardless of age gender race sexual orientation income social status and it can be either mild or severe so if it's mild and is only affecting your daily routine and you are having abnormal fears then you can reach out to people you can talk to people there are many helplines there are many associations regarding mental health and mild mental illness can be treated without medication and without a therapist but if you have severe mental illness then you need care in a hospital so i think the reason of mental illness are uh, all the three factors biological psychological and and uh, environmental factor and the biological factor includes abnormal functioning of nerve cells a uh, brain injury to a certain area of the brain or poor nutrition or it can be genetic or uh, prenatal damage but uh, psychological factor includes uh, loss of a parent or loss of a loved ones very soon and severe psychological trauma person uh, suffering emotional physical or sexual abuse and uh, if a person is neglected by the family or friends and environmental factor contribute to mental illness the first and foremost i feel is the dysfunctional family life and uh, not feeling adequate low self esteem and anxiety and anger so the expectation of society and cultural expectation and substance abuse all this contributes to mental illness so mental health condition can have a substantial effect on all areas of our life and 50% of mental health problems are established by the age of 14 and 75% by age of 24 so you see the age group which is being more affected by mental illness age where mental illness usually takes place the mental illness usually starts is same the age uh, age 14 to 29 years old Okay, well, that's really interesting, and that certainly helps us to understand the nuances of the problem. And we must understand a problem in order to find a solution. I think, and I think you would agree with that. So it's it's very helpful to understanding at those perspectives from you. And you know, you're so rich in knowledge, and I want to you know note that. And thank you so much for giving me that information. I learned some things that I didn't didn't already know. So I think our listeners will agree that that's very helpful. Thank you so, so much for um, having me. <laughs> That's right. So you're from India, so um, you ha- you have obviously an Indian perspective. So I've just got a very Indian-specific question for you. Now, as we know, India is an LDC, which means a less developed country, and it's still developing. So, what do you think are the unique challenges that India faces with respect to mental health? Okay, that's an interesting question. Now, <laughs> see, it's a frightening time. Last three years was very frightening for all of us. We were in the midst of a worldwide pandemic, and with many places at least partially shut down others struggle to reopen safely so in india we have uh, the mental health act 2017 which was passed on uh, 7 april 2017 and came into force on 29th of may 2018 the act uh, effectively decriminalized attempt to suicide which was uh, punishable under the act uh, section 309 of indian penal code you are not aware of it i think so the law was uh, described in its opening paragraph as an act to provide for mental health care and service for person with mental illness and to protect promote and fulfill the rights of such person during delivery of mental health care and services 
and some other laws pertaining to mental health include protection of human rights act 1993 person with disability act 1995 the national trust act 1999 see the people suffering from mental health somewhere suffers the human rights violation do you think so uh absolutely and i think that the the although these are there are these wonderful legislations and, and treaties and things that exist um they're not always being uh followed or honored so we said yeah but but there are still challenges and issues regarding mental health in india and uh, uh the factors uh, strongly associated with mental disorders are in india i feel is uh, uh deprivation and poverty uh individuals with a low level of education and more competition and low household income lack of access to basic amenities are at a high risk of mental uh, disorder family pressure and being successful being successful in life when the parents and teachers where children get that pressure of being successful in life do something i think that also contributes to mental health of a person i agree and there's uh, definitely a stigma around mental health in general but specifically in india because of honor culture and you know the pressure that parents place on their children to be perfect and i think that that's something that we need to work on and we need to create through education pathways for parents to understand uh, i guess more what 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 uh, children and adolescents are going through and that will help to uh, bridge the gap and yeah. to make things easier and hopefully address the problems so um in light of you always obviously talked about a lot of um, very interesting and foundationally important um facets of this multifaceted area of 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 interest so from that and off the back of that could you please tell me maybe some recommendations and resources that in your view you feel would be useful to helping remediate and resolve some of these problems yeah sure uh see for uh, many people the uncertainty surrounding corona virus is the hardest thing to handle right now and uh, we still don't know exactly how we'll be impacted how long this will last or how bad things might get and uh, that all makes it all too easy to catastrophize uh, and spiral out into overwhelming dread and panic but there are many things you can do even in the face of this unique crisis to manage your anxiety and fear you can uh, call helpline go uh, hire yourself a therapist uh, talk to a therapist what what actually is causing you anxiety how actually are you feeling uh, you can take care of your body eat nutritious meal uh, avoid smoking and drinking drink plenty of water exercise regularly exercise uh, helps decrease depression and anxiety and improves mood and enough sleep enough sleep is something researchers still believe that lack of sleep contributes to a high rate of depression in college students and uh, surround yourself with good people uh, people with strong family or social connections are uh, generally healthier than uh, those who lack a support network and uh, uh, make plans with supportive family members and friends uh, seek out activities where you can meet new people like a club class uh support group ngos and uh, give yourself time uh give yourself time to cope with what you're going through volunteer your time and energy to help someone else so you will feel good about doing something tangible to help someone in need and it's a great way to meet new people and it's a uh, it's a fun thing to do and it's uh, it's like a thing 
you can give time to yourself too and learn how to deal with stress like it or not stress is a part of life and practice good coping skills quiet your mind like try meditation mindfulness or prayer and set realistic goals don't don't keep too much of expectations from anyone from not even yourself keep realistic goals goals you should aim high but be realistic and don't over schedule so you will enjoy a tremendous sense of accomplishment and self worth as you progress towards your goal and uh, get help when you need the most important is people don't want to talk about when they suffer from a mental illness get help when you need it talk to people when you need it seeking help is a sign of strength and not a weakness and it is important to remember that treatment is effective people who get appropriate care can recover from mental illness and addiction and lead full rewarding lives what do you think well i think you've made some very compelling recommendations i think particularly around self care you know we need to look after ourselves before we can look after anybody else i think meditation and mindfulness can be very helpful to quiet our thoughts because people often get racing intrusive thoughts I yes, think obviously. Strong community infrastructure that you can rely on. Also, reaching out to support systems. It's really important that we have free counselling as well, because often people, due to socio-economic reasons, cannot access things. I also yeah. believe in subsidies. Yeah, due to poverty, due to poverty and lack of income, that can be a barrier to treatment. So we should also some of the medications, you know, big pharma can make them a bit too expensive. So they should be very affordable. So I believe in accessible education, accessible medica- medical aid. These things will help decrease the barriers and also education, teaching people that it's not shameful to admit, "Hey, I'm not okay." You know, every year in Australia we have a day called Are You Okay Day, which is just about promoting the idea that we should be asking people are you okay are you doing okay you know having the conversations the difficult conversations looking for the signs and symptoms in people where they might seem a little bit off or they're struggling and maybe have some early interventions you know these are some you know, this is part of an ongoing dialogue and it's important and although it's just one day where we're celebrating it every day of the year is world mental health day Every day of the year is Are You Okay Day. Don't hesitate to ask your friends and your family. You know what? I'm going to check in with you. Mental health check in. Are you actually doing okay? Is there something I can do to help you? Because you might save a life. You never know. You might save a life, and it's always better to err on the side of caution. You know, we're all. You never really know what people are going through, and with the pandem, the pandemic, it's just. It's been exacerbated, and it's it's worse. People are really suffering from isolation. So just just be able to sit in the dark with people and, and and listen to their struggles as well. Um, you know, I think this has been a deeply meaningful conversation, and I hope that our listeners have have felt moved by it and have felt compelled to you know do something on the individual level because we can all do something. You know, random acts of kindness, sitting with people who are struggling, all of these things add up. No act of kindness, no matter how small. Yeah. it goes unrewarded you know everything everything counts you know just and and just being kind to people you know if we live in a kinder world people will feel you know safer to talk about their issues 
and hopefully it will reduce some of the anxiety about opening up because people will realize that if they open up, they'll be met with compassion. I've always said compassion is, is, is something that ignites the world and will, will make the world go round. So with that, I, I'd like to conclude with some final insights. Um, we may include in the link, I'm hoping to, some links to some resources for people and helplines and things that people can contact who are suffering. If you are suffering, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, if you have any questions or queries or you'll have any ideas for follow-up podcasts, please don't hesitate to contact us on the Justice Upheld Instagram page, Facebook page. And I think you can contact us through our website as well at www.justiceupheld.co.uk, I think it is. Um, we're, we're open to suggestions. This is, I think, my second podcast that I've done, so I'm still learning. I think Palak is still learning. We're open to suggestions. Yes, of and course. we really want to learn from you. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we conclude? Uh, no, everything is fine, I think. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening up. And again... Drop us a comment, drop us a like, drop us, you know, save our posts on, on Instagram. It helps with our analytics as well. And go out into the world, be kind, and think what you can do to help with mental illness on the individual level today. Thank you so much. Good night, and God bless, and have a wonderful day. And remember, you are not alone. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, ladies, for a hugely information-packed segment. I think my favourite takeaway from that was when Palak said that asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. So if you need help, try and find the courage to raise your hand and ask for it. Now, if you're wondering what the noise in the background is, it's not a studio audience clapping me. We are recording this in springtime in England, and that is the rain on the studio roof, so I do apologise. Now, our work focuses on individuals largely, people who approach us or their family approaches us, and they request assistance, they ask for help, because either themselves or a family member is having their human rights abused in some of the most horrific ways imaginable. So we help individuals a lot, but we also help groups of people and at the moment there is a shocking systematic almost abuse of young girls and children in Pakistan. Now we haven't highlighted this too much because there's been a large fear of reprisals to the physical safety of some of the people involved but things have come to the point where this has to be exposed and publicized as much as possible. In Pakistan, we've been made aware of some horrendous cases of abductions, rapes, forced religious conversions and young girls being forced to get married to Muslim men in Pakistan. Most of that taking place at the end of a, the barrel of a gun. Now, it's very difficult for us to connect with victims and their families. And the reason we're highlighting this now is because there is not enough awareness of these cases. These are crimes that are happening with impunity. And it's, like I said, difficult to connect with the families of the victims. 
most of the time they live in very remote areas. Sometimes they are illiterate, usually very poor. And the community leaders whom they rely on for support are usually too frightened to speak out in fear of reprisals. Even the police are ignoring these complaints and they fail to investigate, let alone register, the evidence and the complaints of these crimes. Now we have evidence that this includes government involvement. There are men in Pakistan who appear to be on a mission to convert ethnic minorities in the country, so Christians, Hindus and Sikhs, to Islam. And they are targeting girls as young as nine years old from these minority communities. And their modus operandi is to abduct, rape, forcefully convert, then forcefully marry these children. This is child abuse, plain and simple. Child abuse and ethnic cleansing. And it's being ignored by the majority of the world. Now, there are some brave journalists who are beginning to speak out. But speaking out isn't enough. That's where we step in. We have the tools and the knowledge and the contacts in order to apply real political pressure to help these individuals. We've even been contacted by a family whose daughter was kidnapped from a family wedding by men with AK-47s and taken away. Just imagine the heartbreak this family must be going through. You're at a family wedding and armed men storm the building and abduct your child at gunpoint and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, these are cases we're going to be highlighting a great deal and we're going to be sharing with you in the coming months more of our work on this desperate situation. Now, don't get me wrong, what is happening in Ukraine and China currently gives us great concern. But the eyes of the world are already looking at those places. So we are going to focus our attention on the forgotten people, the people who've got nowhere else to turn because they believe that no one cares. So we will defend anyone and everyone, any nationality, any colour, creed, religion. And right now, these are people that really need our help. So look out on social media, follow our website justiceupheld.org.uk for all the latest stories, all the important news and all the great work that we are continuing to do all around the world. So I've been Russell Turner, thank you for joining me for episode 2. We are growing and expanding by the week and believe me there's more to come. So thank you for joining us, make sure you subscribe so you get notified every time a new podcast is available and that way you won't miss out so thank you for joining us i'll see you again really soon